0: Turn with me to Acts chapter 8 and verse 26, Acts chapter 8 and verse 26. There have been several times in my life where God has just laid someone specific on my heart to share Christ with, and, and it's been over a season of time. and. Uh, one of the things that i love about that it gives you the opportunity to pray for somebody uh over time uh and then also to let the holy spirit use you where that person is and then ultimately uh in some cases have the joy of bringing that person to faith and trust in jesus christ uh what a what a joy that is god saves them but we get to be a part of that um you know that's what we're called to do I speak to a group here today, but also I like to speak to individuals, and it's it's amazing that God is concerned about the individual, isn't he? Uh, the Bible says that Jesus spoke of a shepherd who left the ninety-nine to go find one person, one person who mattered to God, and that's uh, what we're going to be focusing on today. Um, we need to share Christ with people who need Jesus. Uh, we were talking this morning. Uh, what a joy it is to know Jesus Christ, to have that peace in our hearts, the joy that comes from knowing Christ, and the forgiveness and the hope of heaven that we have as Christians. We need to share it with other people. We need to welcome other people into the faith uh, and let them experience the joy Of knowing Jesus Christ. Well God has been using Philip, uh, the Philip the evangelist in the book of Acts, to reach groups of people among the Samaritans, but now God has led him to talk to one individual. He goes to an obscure place under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, under the the words and the guidance of an angel. He meets a man who is from a different country, who has a different skin color, and he shares with this man the message of the gospel. And uh, as, he, as he comes upon the scene, the man is sitting in his chariot. He's reading the book of Isaiah, and the Holy Spirit says, Go over there and stand by that chariot. And so uh, he impresses that upon his heart. Philip goes over there. And he hears him reading Isaiah fifty three. What better scripture could you be reading to hear the gospel than Isaiah fifty three? And Philip, Philip asked him, "Do you understand what you're reading?" And he says, "Well, how can I? Is he talking about himself? Is he talking about someone else? Uh, uh, or you know, who's he talking about?" And so. Philip takes that very scripture and opens up the scripture, explains the scripture, showing how it refers to Jesus Christ, who was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities, and how our stripes, uh, by by his stripes, we can be healed. And and the man, (laughs) they're going along, they're talking. He has put his trust in Christ, and he sees some water. He says, hey, there's water. How about being baptized? (laughs) And and they immediately go down into the water. Philip baptizes him, immerses him under the water, brings him up. And God supernaturally takes Philip away. And he ends up serving in some cities along the coastal region of Israel. Um, What an amazing story. Uh, But that's not the end of the story. Because this one man... This Ethiopian eunuch was used by God, apparently, uh, church fathers tell us to start a church in Ethiopia. And many people came to faith in Christ because of this one individual who put his faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Listen, we don't know the potential of that one person that we lead to faith in Jesus Christ. It's an exciting thing to think about. Uh, We need to share the message of the gospel to reach people for Jesus. And that's the title of my message, Reaching People for Jesus. And look at verse 26. We'll read this scripture. It says, An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. That is the desert road. So he got up and went. And there was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, and a high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on the way home, reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. The Spirit told Philip, go and join that chariot. When Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? How can I, he said, unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before its shearer, so he does not open its mouth. Uh, In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch said to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about, himself or someone else? Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning with that scripture. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? So he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip appeared in the and he was traveling and preaching the gospel in all the towns until he came to Caesarea. So reaching people for Jesus. How do you do it? Uh, well, first of all, you need to be willing to go. You need to be willing to go. If you look at verse 26, the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Get up and go. Okay, Get up and go. Uh, We are called to get up and go. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and behold. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We are called to go. Uh, It is not just for the pastor to go, although the pastor should go. It is not just for the deacons to go, although the deacons should go. It is for everybody to go, right? Every single person. Did you know there are people that you know who will not darken the door of a church service? Did you know there are people at your workplace who, if you don't talk to them, chances are they will go to hell? They need Jesus Christ. How about this? How about putting them on your prayer list for Christ to save their soul? How about praying for the conviction of the Spirit? Uh, You say, well, you don't know this individual. They, They won't talk. I had a fellow like that. He, I asked him if he wanted to come to church with me or where he went. I think it was, where do you go to church is what I asked him. And he got mad at me. But can I tell you something? When you begin to pray and the Spirit of God begins to convict and work in the life of, a, of an individual, uh, they begin to be curious about the things of God. And he began to ask me questions. And so uh, don't, don't underestimate what God can do. Put that person on your prayer list. Ask God for the opportunity to share with them, and ask God for uh, some guidance on what to say. Now, we, we've got several trainings that we do in this church about how to share Christ. But um, sometimes God will give you specific guidance with a specific person. And so if you have your ears open to hear, God may just use you to reach somebody. And uh, one of the things that, I, that I've done... Uh, at work is on a time of break. I try not to do it when the when I'm supposed to be working, right? Uh, but but on the break, I I asked a fellow one time. I said, uh, "Do you know uh, where you would spend eternity? Do you know if you go to heaven if you were to die?" He said, "No, I don't." I said, "Would you like me to take a few moments to to share with you how you can know?" He said, "Yes, I would." And so I took him through the Romans Road. Very brief. Uh, I said. Would you like to uh, surrender your life to Jesus and put your trust in him? He said, Yes, I would. I said, Would you like to bow with me right now and pray? He said, Yes, I would. And he brought, right there in the break room at the Robert Steakhouse in Maryville, he gave his heart to Christ. That, a few days later, he said, Me and my family went to church this past week, and I'm scheduled to be baptized. Uh, what an amazing thing. Just a little interest and conversation. Now, I'm not going to tell you that everybody's going to be that way. There are going to be some people that will be resistant to you. There will be some people who don't care. Okay, But as you take that step, you're, you're not responsible for their decision. You're just responsible to share. right? And as you pray and as you share, God can make a difference in their life. But God will not make a difference in their life. Chances are... If you're not willing to go, if you're not willing to share. So that's a very important thing. So reaching people for Jesus Christ, how do you do it? You need to be willing to go. Secondly, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Isn't it interesting that Jesus told the disciples, go to Jerusalem and wait Until you are clothed with power from on high. Why did he tell them that? Could it be that until the Spirit of God came. They could not be effective in their witnessing for Christ. He says don't go. This is is the don't go. He says don't go. Until the Spirit comes at Pentecost. And the Spirit came and he uh, filled those men and use those men to reach thousands of people for Christ. But d- it didn't happen until the Spirit came. Now, you and I have the Holy Spirit of God living within us if we know Christ, right? If you've repented of your sin, if you put your trust in Jesus, the Spirit of God has come to live within you. Um, and so you need to learn to listen to the Spirit. You can share Christ But if you share Christ in the power of the Spirit, if you share Christ listening to the Spirit, you'll be more effective because the Spirit knows what's going on in the heart of that other person. And here's what the Spirit of God will do. I've learned this as I've preached. The Spirit of God will bring something to mind. It might be a scripture verse. It might be a story from your past that you share. It could be. Uh, an explanation of something in a verse maybe you don 't go into that much explanation normally when you share Christ, but you just feel led to focus on that one thing. Um, I remember uh, one of one of the folks who 's now a member of our church uh, years ago uh, came and he asked me this question he said he said, Do you think God would save somebody like me isn 't that a great question I just that's like saying sick him to a hound dog, you know. I I was ready, I was so ready to talk to him about Jesus, but uh, we set up a time, and and uh, Brother Philip and I went out to see him, and I just asked God, I said, Lord, would you give me some verses that I can share with this this man that will help him understand your grace? Um, and God gave me five or six verses to go through and to explain, and. Um, I went and I talked to him, and as I began to explain the grace of God, tears began to roll down his cheeks. <laughs> what a, isn't it great to see somebody come to know Jesus Christ? And he gave his heart to Christ. What a wonderful thing. Uh, so listen to the Holy Spirit. There have been times the Spirit of God has told me to be quiet. Just be quiet. Don't don't respond to that. Don't. Yes, I know you have got the answer to that, but don't respond. Um, I was talking with a, with a, a man this this previous week, uh, and he was sharing with me. He got into a conversation with an agnostic, and uh, he said, "You know," he said, "I I was talking, and and these verses were coming to mind, and I was sharing these verses with him. I thought, That's the Holy Spirit." He said. Then he he said this as this kind of controversial thing, and I just felt like I was supposed to be quiet and not even say anything about it, and so I didn't. And then uh, we talked about this and we talked about this. Long and the short, they talked for nearly an hour about the things of God. Why? Because he was listening to the Holy Spirit. And as he listened to the Holy Spirit, God engaged this man. And God was speaking to this man's heart and he provoked his curiosity and he kept him from getting mad. That's probably why I told told him to be quiet about that thing. Uh, And uh, the conversation went on for an hour. Can I tell you something? It's amazing what God can do if we'll just listen to him. So listen to the Spirit. Um, The Spirit tells Philip, verse 29, go join that chariot. So, he knows where he's supposed to be. Now, that may seem like an odd thing. Literally, uh, the Greek says, go be glued to that chariot. That's a pretty picturesque thing. You know, how do you do that? You kind of, you know. But, um, uh, anyway, Philip goes over there, and he is right there with that chariot. And he hears him reading. And then the conversation begins. You see, the Spirit knew where he needed to be and what he needed to say. Um, sometimes god has led me to say something that i was uncomfortable saying to ask somebody about sin i don't like doing that too much but but uh there have been times. i don't usually do do i don't usually do that a whole lot with folks i explain what sin is but in this case i felt like i was supposed to ask him about a specific sin that i knew he had been committing I didn't want to do it. I argued with God for about three days over it. Finally, I said, okay, God, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. But I'm not looking forward to what happens afterwards. And so I asked him. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. So I I tried as soft a voice as I could. I asked him that question. And he went like this. He pulled me into a side room, and he just began to weep. And we talked for the remainder of the time we had about the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, you can listen to the Holy Spirit. It's a powerful thing. He knows exactly what's going on in somebody's heart. All right. So reaching people for Jesus, how? You need to be willing to go. Secondly, you need to listen to the Spirit. Thirdly, you need to ask questions. Verse 30, do you understand what you're reading? Uh, Philip's doing a couple of things when he asks this question. One is... It's going to provide him some information. Whether whether or not this guy needs some help, it's going to show him where he is in his understanding, right? Uh, Questions are a great thing. Jesus asked all kinds of questions. Sometimes he would have a question asked of him, and he would respond with a question. Uh, Questions are great because they provide us information, but they also can help a person think, and consider things that they need to consider uh, i already mentioned do you know wh- where you're going to spend eternity do you know if you go to heaven if you were to die that's a great question to ask folks and um, we'll show you sometimes we'll show you where they are um, but other times there may be a question uh, jesus said what would you have me do for you to one man you see Sometimes, you you, you and I are servants, right? You you and I are servants. We're servants of the living God. And we're called to serve one another in the church, right, Uh, as God leads us. But we're also called to serve as far as reaching lost people and 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 loving them. Um, And sometimes asking a question will show how you can minister to that person and take action or how you can comfort that person. And it may just open the door to having a conversation about Jesus. A lot of people are less open to talking to a stranger. Um, But one thing I've done when I've gone to the hospital, I'll ask somebody, I'll say, Hey, I'm a pastor. I said, Is is there something I can pray for you about today? And what I found, I've done that a handful of times, and I've found that people usually want you to pray for them. I have only think I had one person ever turn down prayer. Um, yes, would you pray for me? And then I find out, okay, this is what's going on in your life. And let me pray for you. And I pray for them. And, and you know what? It gives God an opportunity to work in that person's heart, right? Sometimes they'll sense the Spirit of God ministering to them, even as I offer that prayer. And they can tell that I care about them. And then I'll ask them, I'll say, amen. And then I'll say, hey, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know Jesus Christ? And it gives an opening to, to and I've had some good conversations about the Lord that way. Uh, so asking a question can be a great way. Uh, do you ever think about spiritual things? That's a good question. You can tell, no, I never think about that stuff, or I don't believe in that stuff. or what you know. They can tell you where they are. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, I've been thinking about it this week. I remember we were out uh, when I was in college I went out one time with these guys that that did street preaching and street evangelism and uh, uh, we were going down the road and there was this one man standing beside the road in, in uh, downtown Dallas and one of the men in the car said, "I feel like I feel led to talk to, to that man about Jesus would you stop the car?" And so he stopped the car and we all sit, we were all sitting in there and he got out. He went over there and talked to him. You know, and then a few minutes later, we see him pray. praying. He gave his heart to Christ. You know what he told that man? He said, I was just praying that God would send somebody to me so that I could learn to know him. He's praying for somebody to come tell him about Jesus. And the Spirit of God led him right to the place where he needed to go. Um, And so, asking questions is a good thing. Um, uh, Also, um, not only uh, to reach people for Jesus, not only should we be willing to go, listen to the Spirit, ask questions, explain the Scripture. This is so important. Um, Verse 35 uh, says, Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning with that Scripture. Explain the Scripture. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, you need to use the Scripture, right? If you're going to explain it, you need to be using it. But then you need to tell what the meaning of that Scripture is. But Scripture is a weapon. Did you know that? Um, The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. So if you're doing spiritual battle, and I'm going to tell you something, if you're talking to somebody about Jesus, you are doing spiritual battle. The devil does not want to give them up. He has them deceived. He has them blinded. The Bible talks about that. That's the case with every lost person. So if you are to reach them, one of the tools that God has given, and it's such an important tool, is the Word of God. So as you... Quote the scripture as you read the scripture. You can do a marked testament. You can can read scriptures. You've already got marked in advance. But please use the scripture. What I can say is one thing, but what God says has a power to it that I don't have. So already this man has been engaged by the scripture. He's curious about the scripture. God has prepared his heart. Um. But he needs somebody to explain the Word of God. Uh, There are people out there who are lost and have been told a lie about what it means to be saved. And they will not know it unless we open the Word of God and tell them. There are others who have been saved, but they still are kind of fuzzy about what really is involved in salvation. And we can help them understand it but but this man opens the word of god and he explains the scripture hey this is talking about jesus let me tell you what jesus did he fulfilled this one of the most amazing prophecies in the bible that god describes in detail a crucifixion before crucifixion's even been invented and that that's just like god by the way he did it in two places isaiah 52 and 53 but he also did it in psalm 22 Um, so explaining this scripture is such an important thing Uh, and try to make it as simple as possible as you explain the word of God but explain it Um, all have sinned the the tragedy is a lot of people don't even understand what sin is today I've talked to a number of people that don't they don't know what the word sin means and 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 so I, I begin, I'll say, the Bible says all have sinned, and then I'll say sin is, and I'll start rattling off examples. Examples that all of us have done, right? Um, so um, so you, you, you take the Word of God, you explain those terms, and, uh, and then <clears throat> uh, give them an opportunity to respond. Somebody once said, you need to preach for a verdict You've got to preach with a a goal of helping people make a decision for Christ. The same thing is true in evangelism. You have a goal of seeing someone give their heart and life to Christ. Now, you can't manipulate them into that. You can't pressure them into that, and I wouldn't try to do that. Um, They have to make that decision in their heart. It has to come from here. Uh, But what you can do is you can can uh, explain the truth and give them an opportunity. <clears throat> Are you ready to make that decision today? One, one uh, you're talking about questions, one uh, pastor friend shared this with me. He asked a man, is there any reason why you wouldn't want to give your heart to Jesus Christ right now? And then he just became silent. And the wheels were turning. He, he said, I, I stayed silent for an awkward period of time. It was about two minutes. He's sitting there thinking, He said, no, there's not. He said, I'm ready. And he gave his heart to Christ. So you're given that opportunity. Um, Is there something you'd like to do right now? And then you you can take them through a prayer. Um, By the way, the prayer is just an expression of the heart, right? You can believe in Jesus without a prayer. Did you know that? Uh, You could repent in your heart. Without saying a prayer, you can trust Jesus. And you remember, the, you remember this bronze serpent in the wilderness? What were they told to do? They were to look in faith, right? Looking at that bronze serpent in faith. Did you know that is the scripture that God used to reach Charles Haddon Spurgeon for Christ? Only a look. The, the layman came. The, layman, the preacher couldn't get to church because it snowed outside. The layman had to preach because he was the only one who was there uh, to preach. And he spoke about that phrase only a look of faith in Jesus Christ can save a soul. So recognize that. Uh, I think oftentimes conversion happens uh, out and about as people respond to the Lord and his conviction in their life. But the Bible does talk about prayer as one way of entering into eternal life. But Romans ten thirteen says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a call of faith, right? So, one thing I like to do, because it's concrete, is to offer to give a prayer with them. To, to say, either to let them pray in their own words, which is just fine. Man, I've seen some wonderful... Prayers offered for that Um, but then uh, some people want some help so i said would you like me to pray a phrase at a time and i'll tell you in advance what i'm going to pray and then i'll and then i'll pray if if that expresses the desire of your heart we'll pray together and i'll pray a phrase and then you can pray a phrase and and most people like like that and uh and then you, you go ahead and i have them pray aloud so they can hear it i can hear it and uh in jesus name amen and I'm going to tell you something. It is one of the most exciting things to make an eternal difference in somebody else's life. It's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. Yes, there are difficult people out there. they are not a whole lot of really ugly people, okay? I've just had a handful of those in all my years of, of trying to talk to people about Jesus. But, Um. Uh, but oh, when you get that person that God has, has prepared, and they're ready, and they give their heart to Christ. That's so exciting. I, yeah, I, can't, I can't get over, as I think about it, I, I think about the people over the years that God has used me to lead to Christ. And, um, and one day, I'm going to go to heaven, and I'm going to see those people there. Not because of something special about me, but just because God uses broken instruments. And I happen to be one. And uh, what a joy. And, and then, what about those that those people lead to Christ that we don't even know about? Uh, we had a fellow, I've I, I shared this story before, um, but it's a great story. Uh, fella came through here and uh came and and asked for me to share christ with him and he gave his heart to christ and um, he went for cancer treatments at to johnson city the veterans hospital up there and um he said if if i survive this cancer i'll come back through he said no i'll stop and see you and Uh, we were having, apparently it was a real dynamo of a study because uh, we were having one of those 515 studies and Philip Lawler and I were the only two people that came. (laughs) So uh, we were in there just kind of talking and who should come through the door but this guy. And uh, he says, I've got to tell you, he he said, I've been up there and we, you know, been doing my cancer treatments and I started a Bible study. And 15 people in that Bible study gave their hearts to Christ. I said, you have the gift of evangelism. He said, well, I don't know about that. I said, well, I know about it. And, uh, and he went, he was going to uh, Arkansas to serve in his wife's church uh, there. they have been praying for his salvation for years. Uh, how exciting is that? The difference that can be made through just sharing with one person. What if you were to win one person to Christ? What if you were to put one person on your prayer list and you were to share Christ with that person and love that person and invite that person over and make a difference in that person's life and they come to Christ? You've made an eternal difference. The Spirit of God has used you. It's, it's, I can't think of anything more important. Reaching people for Jesus. Jesus has a heart for the one that's gone astray. That one. Thank God he had a heart for me. Thank God my Savior thought it was worth it to go to a cross for me. To pay the price, to lay down his life. And he's called me to share because he loves others. And he wants them to come to faith in Christ. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, can I tell you something? He loves you. He loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Uh, Whosoever, I just quoted this verse, whosoever should call on the name of the Lord, whosoever surely means me, right? Whosoever means me. I can call on Jesus. I can be saved. Can I tell you something? The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. There's nothing too dark. There's no past too stained that Jesus Christ can't heal it and cleanse it by his mighty power. Give your life to Jesus. We're going to give you an opportunity to do just that here in a moment. We're going to have a time of invitation. We're going to sing a a song and and give you an opportunity to come forward and to say, Hey, I need Jesus. I'm ready, okay, <laughs> we'll know what you're talking about, uh, to give my heart to Christ, and so if you need to do that, please come, and we can, we can settle that for you today uh, as you make that choice from your heart to follow Jesus, and uh, if you're here today and you know Jesus Christ, can I tell you something? Uh, you've been challenged today to have the other people on your heart in your prayers and to be willing to share. Uh, maybe you need to come to this altar and just say, Lord, I want to be like Isaiah. God says, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Maybe you just need to come to this altar and say, Lord, here am I, send me. Use me in the life of somebody who needs Jesus so I can make eternal difference for him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity that you give us to be involved in your great work. Lord, we're instruments that uh, we can't do anything without you, but Lord, we thank you that you choose to use us and you choose to speak through us, God, and you choose to love through us and pray through us so that we can reach people for Christ. Lord, I pray that as a body of believers, Lord, we would reach people for Jesus Christ, that we'd be bold like Philip and like Stephen and others, God, in, in that early church who were... Uh, men that is just uh, with a burden to share Christ. Uh, Let us do it to the glory of your great name, Lord. And, uh, Father, for any who are here today that that don't know Jesus or perhaps are watching on the Internet, God, I pray that you would help them. Give them the grace uh, to make the decision that they need to make. Help them uh, call upon your name and say, Lord Jesus. Uh, I know I've sinned and I I can't save myself, but I choose right now to turn from my sin in my own way to follow Jesus and to receive his gift of eternal life. Lord, help people uh, pray that prayer, Lord, and mean it from their hearts so that they can be eternally changed. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.